You can't just say the word dongle and expect it to fix everything. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. I'm Jack, and sing to my right is Jake. Jack, if you can't do this with a cat, I don't know how you're supposed to do it with a person. You'll see. Okay. I got some plans. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who played with cigarettes as a baby. It's Mark. What's up, boys? For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week, we watched 2017's Capture Kill Release, for some reason, and we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun, and when we do, we're going to spoil it, so fair warning about that. But before we do, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do Beers for Fears. Mark, this was your movie. What is your beer for these fears? Okay, so this movie's about... Uh, you know, this chick who really wants to do something with her boyfriend, uh, and she's been kind of like disturbed since she was a small child. Right. So it's almost like she's been called to do this. Um, so this is the preamble to some bullshit right here. So I got, I got the calling IPA. Like this is her calling. It's what she's been called to do. Oh my God. Uh, Somehow it is still better than your one for the Hills have eyes, which was it's in a desert. That was the best Although one on that, that podcast, might, so I don't want to hear it. That might be the worst possible application of that beer. Yeah. <laughs> so. Especially for how many movies it could actually work for. You really blew your load on that one. Well, it's a hard movie to be. Jake, how about you? What are your beers for these fears? This is the first time I've ever done this, I think. I might have gotten drunk and forgotten one or two or however many times. But uh, I'm not drinking a beer that I have related to the title of the movie or anything that's that's plot related. I'm doing more of a jack this week, actually. <laughs> what I'm drinking is a beer a Rainier. that it's it's one of those beers that you happen to have in your fridge and you've gotten it. You don't know much about it. And when you give it a go, it's just not very good. <laughs> so I'll let the listener decide what that means. Oh, by the way, it's called Leaf Storm by Relic. Not that that, that was well done whatsoever. You, you did that well. Uh, the, the title doesn't really matter. <laughs> kind of like the title for this movie. Yeah, no, really doesn't matter at all. Um, well, I myself was having a very hard time. The manager of the grocery store I was in came up and asked me if I was okay because I spent so long wandering <laughs> through the beer section. How did you play um, it off? I just said, yeah, I'm fine. Oh. oh. That's much better than his recommendation for a beer. <laughs> what would you recommend for a movie that's about a woman who wants to kill people? <laughs> but um, my beer, uh, if you didn't heed the spoiler warning previously, will is a spoiler for the movie. Uh-oh, are you going to win this week? No. I don't know. <laughs> I got a beer by uh, Crux Brewing. It's Gimme Mo, not just another IPA. Because much like in this movie, after she gets her first taste of killing, it's just not enough. She needs some Mo. So I think I win. <laughs> it's a good beer. You win in terms of beer quality. <laughs> and in terms of relating it to the movie. I don't know. Well, I think like I most win. weeks. 
Night certainly neither of you can win. I definitely won <laughs> that one. Debatable. I don't know if I win as much as you two both lost. <laughs> we all lose. Yeah, everyone. Much a like loser. what happens when you watch this movie. Hey now, <laughs> I gave it a ten. Yeah, I can't wait for you to give this your fucking bullshit eight and a half. <laughs> if it's found footage, it gets like a seven. Okay, we should not jump the gun. That was a bullshit. Let's get job. the fuck yeah. Move on. Job. Move on. All right, Jake, so we all watched this movie, but I want to know what in the fuck else has been rocking your horror world over the course of the last week. Uh, nothing in terms of horror movies. I have watched one documentary. I do this from time to time uh, that is at least tangentially related to the genre. This week I watched Cropsy. I don't know if either of you guys have heard of it. Nope. No, but I think I'm intrigued. I crop saw- circles? It has nothing to do with crop circles, Jack. Okay, I'm less intrigued. Uh, no, you might be more intrigued after I explain <laughs> to you what it is. So... I'm going to start with where you could potentially watch this. Uh, I do believe it's on Netflix now. You can watch it on Shudder, Amazon, Shudder through Amazon, Mark, so you aren't paying for a movie you don't need to pay for in the future. <laughs> you can get it pretty much anywhere is what I'm saying. I like to and support what this the is, filmmakers. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what you do with your Shudder account. <laughs> okay. And this is basically about... So Cropsy... Let me take a step back. Cropsy is a name for a boogeyman type character along the eastern seaboard uh more specifically around like the upper mid-atlantic i would say so like jersey and into the new york area and it tells this long and winding story about a serial killer allegedly a serial killer and some events that took place in the 80s uh the guy's name was andre rand and he was a child killer uh (laughs) around staten island new york and it basically tells the story of this really fucked up like insane asylum for kids that was shut down because they broke it wide open and it was like terrible conditions and he was a worker there and then after that kids started disappearing and it kind of goes from there it was a really interesting this is a real had a lot of this is a real thing you could watch the documentary it's really fucked up actually um that is where the horror element comes in because it's so bombastic in a lot of ways that you're like, this is a horror movie, but this is shit that really happened in the 80s. Staten Island. So, crazy I, shit. I am more intrigued. Yeah, I, I would recommend watching it. Uh, it's a well-made documentary. It's not super exciting, but what do you expect going into a documentary? Uh, kind of bone-chilling. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'd kind say it's just a good watch chilling. if you're in... Kind of bone chilling. Not as bone chilling as a movie could be, but it's a documentary. Watch it if you're in that sort of mood. Fair enough. That's not bad. Yeah, and that's all that's all I have actually. Okay. Mark, how about you? What's been rocking your horror world? I'm also a little light on the horror world rockage, but uh, I did have one movie. Uh, it's called Mind Games. I took a page out of Jack's book and just sort of thumbed through what was available on Netflix and landed on something that I thought yeah. looked good. Yeah. Can you say that title again? <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's Mine Games. Not mine like mind, but mine like a mine shaft. Mine Games. Thank you. Yeah. Um, good call. <clears throat> this is a hard movie to talk about, really, without giving too much away. It's, it's a hard movie to review. It, it, it well, yeah, it's not, because it's not that great. But it is, like, <laughs> it, it, it's a weird place, because it's, it's, 
got a deep enough narrative. It it kind of does some mind bendy, time bendy stuff. Um, so you kind of have to pay attention to it, but it's also one of those movies that you just sort of stumble upon on Netflix. And I never really want to pay attention to that type of movie, if you know what I mean. Like it, it's just sort sure. of like a turn your brain off type of thing. So this actually did end up being an interesting movie. It's about like a group of kids that go up to, uh, some vacation cabin in the woods and they proceed to be fucked with in the woods and then they find a mine and they venture into it and strange things happen in said mine. Uh, I'm not going to go too much further into detail than that because if you do want to see something like this, it's actually not a terrible movie. Uh, okay. But it's just kind of a weird... I have a hard time recommending it because usually if I recommend one of those like movies you haven't heard of on Netflix, it's because I want, you're looking for something to like just kind of put on in the background, turn your brain off. And no, I know what you mean. That's like a lot of the same reason why it took me so long to watch a movie like Tucker and Dale or to a lesser degree, uh, something like, uh, shit, what's it called? Yep. I don't know. My memory is good. I must have really turned my brain on for that movie. (laughs) Really made, really made an impact. Wow. Just going to give up, huh? I'm I'm living in give up America. (laughs) Uh, John dies at the end of that one. This is, I'm kind of simultaneously spoiling two movies at once here. But I would actually recommend, if you are in for something mind-bendy, I would so much rather recommend Coherence than this, which I watched a long time ago, but I thought it was great. Um, I don't think it's available on Netflix. You'd have to probably get it on, rent it on Amazon. But that's the better mind-bending movie than this one. More sci-fi than horror, but whatever. Mm, Yeah. Much like The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. (laughs) Must be. Jack... (laughs) Take us home, buddy. All right, so I uh, finally made it. Oh. Um, this is the, the thrilling Ooh. conclusion to last week's cliffhanger. Ooh. After spending $60 on tickets to the movie Get Out and not seeing it, um, I finally went and saw Get Out. So before you get started, Jack, let me ask you a question. Yeah. yeah. Was it better than Capture Kill Release? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Follow-up <laughs> question. Yes, but Are you sure? Pretty goddamn sure. Okay, continue. Um, and I can tell you this because I took my lovely wife to uh, get out, and she loved it, thought it was terrific. I tried to get her to watch Capture Kill release with me, and she stormed out of the room after about eight minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> and if I wasn't such a professional, I probably would have done the same thing. But no, Get Out is great. Um, it's I think it's worthy of all the praise it's getting. It's not one of the best movies ever made, but it is very good exquisitely well shot really well acted just a crazy good showing from jordan peele for the first directed movie he's so so if memory serves me right in our horror release roundup for last month uh none of us picked get out as our top one is that correct correct yeah uh we should (laughs) have all picked it okay it's it's i i can't recommend it highly enough it's definitely worth seeing like no matter what your feelings on it about it are it's it's great well what could your feelings be like well i know i've been hearing some stuff like people say it's just kind of a racial movie and if you're not up for that you don't really necessarily want to go see it or or something like that okay but it's not that at all it's just a really good horror movie that i mean was written and directed by jordan peele who has a really good grasp on like race in the modern era so it just happens to have some of those elements i mean i think i don't think you're gonna be able to get away from that when you're dealing with him right uh so whatever like take that and then move move forward 
deal with it. Yeah, and this is just just a really solid horror movie first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I did Worthy hear. I did hear. Praise. I think I brought this up last week, but I'm gonna say it now again just to cover our bases. Um, that's supposedly part of a quadrilogy that he's writing. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily all the same narrative or characters or anything like that, but based around the same concept of like social demons or whatever. So this one's about racism, and then the other three will be about. I don't know. Something, something and else. racism. Yeah, classism yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> and racism. So that bodes well for the horror community. We've got three more of these. Coming. It does. It does. Yeah. Like, I absolutely. haven't seen and- it, so I can't really state anything, but I know it's not bad. You know yeah, it's, it's going the to best, be good. It's it the best new horror. Like, like I got to sit on it before I can really figure right. out exactly how good I think it is, but it's up there as one of the better horror movies I've seen. Period. Because Here. my question was going to be, do you think this will come December and we do A to Z horror omnibus spectacular award show 2017.0? Will this be in the running? <laughs> but it sounds like absolutely. I would be surprised if this doesn't crack my list. If, if this cracks my list, if this doesn't crack my list of top three, we're going to have a great year. Yeah. For horror Number well, one, get we'll out. See. Number two, capture, kill, release. Number three, the remastered <laughs> version of Taking Deborah Logan. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you thought this was better than taking Deborah Logan. <laughs> taking of Deborah Logan. Oh, I can't wait to start. So, yeah, that's all I got. Fuck it. We got to start talking about this movie because Jesus, Mark. So let's uh, let's hear those horns and let's get to our feature presentation. <laughs> Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2017's Capture, Kill, Release. Um, Mark. This was your pick, you motherfucker. We'll get into why you picked it in a minute. Uh, but first, why don't you hit us with a brief 30-second plot synopsis so that we can uh, kind of know what we're talking about here. Okay. Our 30 seconds um, Jake, on the do you have 30 seconds on the clock? Of course I don't. Oh, <laughs> you expect okay, well, me to I'll do things? It. I can put 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock. You have to give me a second. Put 30 seconds on the goddamn clock. Oh, my God. That's so we unprofessional that of you. Okay, it's, they're on the clock. All right, Mark. 30 seconds are on the clock. It starts when you start. Okay, so the movie opens on a couple. They are not very nice people. Um, the the girl <laughs> desperately wants to kill a person. The guy, I don't know, desperately wants to bang the girl or something. He just, he's just along for the ride, essentially. Uh, they go through various identifying processes of trying to figure out who to kill. They land on... Uh, this random nice hobo guy. They kill him. They dismember him. They bury him. The burying is arguably better than the scene in Pet Cemetery. And then uh, they get in a fight about it. She ends up killing another two people and Time. then kills herself. More or less. <laughs> Commendable effort. Yeah. Yeah. There's not. If you hadn't tried to give me shit, you would have made yeah. it. Well, yeah. Well, you, you know, would've. totally worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, there's not enough plot in this movie to, like, just do the high notes. You have to get into the weeds of this in order to not make it be five seconds. <laughs> uh, granted, Mark. Yeah. You gave us a decent plot summary. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to need to do a decent job of explaining why the fuck you picked this movie. Uh, okay. So I was tasked with naming a found footage movie from the 2010s, the current decade. Uh, we had mm-hmm. just talked about this on Horror Release Roundup. Uh, which everyone should go check out on our website. And I had heard good things. The trailer was interesting enough. Um, was it? 
It's like prom night it for murder. It prominently featured the tagline, it's prom night for murder. Yeah. Mark? Which we'll get into when we start talking about the movie. <laughs> Mark? And actually, you know, here's the thing. I've continued to read a few, like, posts about, like, favorite found footage movies, and Capture Kill Release is reliably listed as, like, a notable recent release that people like. So we can get into that. Where but the this... fuck are you reading that? <laughs> the internet. I don't Reddit believe primarily. you. <laughs> so, primarily. So, so people, people Mark, do that's seem called to like the re- That's called recency bias. Perhaps. Okay. And confirmation bias. They agree with me, Jake. Therefore, they are correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> All Jesus. sorts of biases brought to you by AZ So you just, you just went for one because we had just been talking about it and you panicked. And it looked okay and I don't know what we, we've... No, it, it, what other... I could We could have watched Taking of Deborah Logan again. What do you want? Okay, so... I don't know. Few, we could have done As Above, So Below or things in that ilk. Eh. A few things. You should know many more found footage flicks from this current decade for a couple of reasons. First of which is that we're now in 2017. So you have many years to choose from in said decade. Second, you know, every found footage flick that's ever been released. So you had, a you, there was a wide swath you could have chosen from is what I'm fucking saying here. But well, what I will say, I wanted to watch one is I that I like seen. how you went with a movie that is a new release. Like we were reviewing this at the point in time when it came out and became available to the public. We don't do that a whole lot. So Ever. I will give you credit there, credit where credit's due, because that's about the only credit you're going to get tonight. Yes! Nailed it. <laughs> All right. All right. You did nail yeah. it, Mark. You did. Hoorah. <laughs> uh, before we get into the, the meat of this thing, Mark, why don't you hit us up with what in the fuck subgenre of horror this thing fits into? Okay. Uh, so, the game we were playing was name a subgenre and then name a decade, and then the other person has to choose. So I'm going to go with the subgenre that I had to name this in, which is found footage. It's a layup. It is yep. a layup. It is a layup. Jake, how about you give us another subgenre for this fits the fuck into? I mean, there's another layup. Is there? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yes. Yep. This is good radio, by the way. I mean, <laughs> Pass? Oh, he's pulling a mark. Solid. Good work. Go this is an independent movie. Is it? Yep. The budget on this movie was, I don't know, $200? The, a movie's budget <laughs> does not mean that it's independent. It's not like there's a threshold. They're largely correlated. They, but it doesn't mean that. I wouldn't... Is this not an independent movie? I did not... I have no confirmation either way, Jack. All those all those movies that, that Sony Pictures and MGM Grand are putting out that, that it costs $200. That happens a lot. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I know that it has a distribution company behind it. Well, yeah, every movie does. That's how we not see it. It has to be distributed. Except for maybe Spirit in the Woods. You can self-distribute for sure. Uh, okay, my turn. I'm going to go with Splatter. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, One scene. Yeah, well... There's yeah. not a lot of splatter. There's not a lot. I, I think that... I know where you're coming from, but, like, if it's going to fit into any of those more... That's kind of, like, the visceral side of horror. I think that this more closely fits into torture, even though there's not a lot of that either. It's, yeah, post-death torture, I guess. Sure. Or even well, body could I also guess. be thrown in here. There's, like, some weird no. combination no, of can't. those three. There's no body whatsoever. Well, <laughs> that's a misinterpretation of what body horror is. 
you're misinterpreting what yeah. body horror is. It doesn't. Body horror does not mean there are things that have to do with the human body. <laughs> I'm like a freewheeling Shakespearean interpreter of words, and you're like, okay, Mark. What what <laughs> subgenre of subgenres are you going to add to the list this week? Well, I don't know. All of this, our list is good so far. Body, parenthetically, nothing to do with body. <laughs> Jake, how about you? You torture, got another subgenre? Torture, comma, post death. Um. Unless we're going to consider this a house's movie, I do not, Jack. No. I, I, I really think that this is a very straightforward, it is a found footage flick that has torture elements and, to Mark's credit, slight slasher elements. I can't confirm whether or not this is an independent splatter, movie. Splatter, not slasher. About it. Hmm? Splatter, not slasher. Oh, I'm sorry, splatter, that's what I meant to say. Thank you. Is Good it a slasher? Fact check. <laughs> it might be a slasher. Is it uh, psychological? Oh, I have another layup. I do. Oh, Jesus. Another layup? Yeah. Okay. I cannot, like I was saying, I cannot confirm whether this is an independent film, so anyone listening out there, if you can, apologies, please let us know. This is a foreign film. It's Canadian. Everyone in it is pretty Canadian. Oh, good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. All right. Um, I will give you that one. Yeah. Um, it's obvious. But I do, I do think it's independent. Okay, then. Jack, there's uh, literally it, no way the internet can tell us. So, is well, it, I'm I'm looking at it now. I don't see the production company. The effects is not by a company. It's by one woman. Uh, there's one other crew listed on IMDb for video publicity. Is edited by one person. So, listener, like listener, like I said, we are leaning towards it being independent. However, we no, cannot confirm is, or deny this that. This is the finest tooth comb we have ever applied to an independent label ever before. <laughs> That's the type of comb this movie deserves, Mark. <laughs> All right, let's start talking about this. Is movie it a holiday let's... movie? Could it have happened yes. on Mark, Arbor Day? Mark, yes, prom Mark, night is a holiday, but for murder. We we're off the subgenres now. Time for the berating. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> How many bad movies can I choose in a row? Honestly. Many, apparently. <laughs> Many. <laughs> what was the last one we watched that you picked? No, it's all forward thinking. Silence, I think. I'm just... Oh, fucking shit, you stupid son of a oh bitch. Oh my god, we're in the middle of a timeline of just poor, poor choices. <laughs> and, oh and the next one is god. one missed call. <laughs> Alright, so, no, here's what I want to... No, not. The oh next one is god, Killer Mark. Clowns. <laughs> then one missed call. Here's, here's what I'm curious about, Mark. Did you pick up on one thing we always talk about with found footage is the reason for it being found footage, right? So there's a, there's a distinction to make here. There's the reason they're filming, A, and then there's the reason for, like, why this exists is found. Finding yeah, the footage. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now this, yeah, this gets like does a zero poorly on both scales. Regard. Yeah, you're right. It, on, bo- on, on either scale. Well, the reason they for filming makes throw- sense within the character of whatever the hell her name is. Jess. But not at all with Farhang. Well... If he's that upset about this whole thing, he doesn't want to be filming it. I... Jennifer, sorry, Jen. What'd you say? It's Jennifer Jen. and Farhang. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's excusable within the context of the plot. That There was no time where I was like, yeah, he's not going to be filming this, or yeah, she's not going to be filming this. Okay. But I do but agree with you that like who found these tapes, edited them, and then put them out. That doesn't make any sense. That, yeah. yeah, that part bad. It, the the reason for filming isn't that bad. It's no worse than a lot of found footage movies I've seen. Fine, fine, fine. That fine. one's like a five um, out of ten. 
That's whatever. But this movie was extra jarring in terms of the editing. Because there's, like, editing cuts in the middle of scenes that are just make me made me think that, like, oh, how is that happening in this found footage movie? In a way that, like, shows up every now and again in another movie that was super prevalent throughout this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's supposed to be, like, just as if you were, like, playing back whatever was on the tape for exactly. at least one of those was like a tape recorder uh although there are two cameras uh, in play at some point yeah so you there's can't really a really on that score not very good one she connects the 1983 camera wirelessly to a microphone at the end of this movie How, she, she connects the home video camera from 1983 that she took out of her mother's basement leaves the camera in the car but connects it to the microphone she's wearing on her lapel when she goes to kill the douchebag it's a dongle, Jack. Easy. I could do that. Excuse me, Are dongle. You shitting me. Dongles fixed to all a 1983. The world problems. Yeah, it's a it's a three and a half. You can't just say the word dongle and expect it to. <laughs> I think it is a three and a half millimeter like jack that goes to an RF antenna. Done. I'm sure you can buy that at Radio Shack. <laughs> I can good and guarantee you that you could not plug anything of the sort into a home movie camera from 1983. What, dude? You just plug. What do you think? What do you think the jack is for the microphone on that old on that old camera? <laughs> it's just gonna be a stereo. What? It's just gonna be an input. It's gonna be a microphone input. So you just get a dongle that goes from that to an RF transmitter, you're good. You're golden. <laughs> I don't I don't buy it. I do. I, I buy that buy all day long. Just like I do not buy Farhang's whole reason for existing in this movie. Why does he yeah. love this woman? Yeah. I And why is this any of this a surprise to him? I could not agree with you okay, more there. So, like mm, go. Yeah. There's Explain it away, Mark. There's definitely a narrative like lack here but i could see it happening where like boy meets girl they're talking and then you know one night she's like can i can i tell you something wouldn't it be crazy if we like just killed a guy like do you ever think about that if we like do you ever just think about just killing someone like how would you do that i mean that's actually kind of almost <laughs> How would you bring that up with your significant other? I don't know, but it seems like you're practicing to talk to Leslie later tonight. And the guy, and the guy's like, well, okay, that's weird, uh, but sure, I'll play along. I mean, we talk about, like, how to survive a fucking zombie apocalypse all the time. Weird hypotheticals that don't... That's, that's a normal thing. So what you're, what you're explaining is what has to be the backstory here. It's the only thing that would make sense in terms of how humans interact in nature. But the thing is, like, I don't know, Jack, you'll have to weigh in on this one, because I'm definitely on your side of, like, Farhang has, clearly has no actual desire to be involved in certain matters, like killing human beings. And as this movie progresses, it becomes increasingly clear that this girl is absolutely serious. And why does he stick around, right? So, because he's do you think it would have been more helpful to have explained that more like how they came to find each other or do you think that that would have not helped at all basically is what i'm asking well i think given what they did they spent way too long detailing what a fucked up person she's been for her whole life like this doesn't i like the whole life ever a progression i like the whole life bit the bit where they went back to like talk but about that her as a then kid. That, then that doesn't fly with Farhang being like, I just want things to go back to normal, and after we do this, everything will be back to normal. Well, I, I would, think normal I would buy. means before <clears throat> we killed a human. I would not buy. Not normal, like, 
normal. He follows her up to the point of her killing someone, and then at that point, right. he's complicit in it. Okay, maybe. I buy that. I think their normal is significantly different than what you, Mark, or I consider to be normal, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So... And, you know, there's probably some amount of Stockholm Syndrome. He's pro- He's been married to this woman who's a psychopath sure. for a while, Are they so married? some stuff seems normal. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay. I think they make it clear that they're okay. married. Okay. Although, we'll get to this later with Jack's incomprehensible note of the week, oh, but good. I was pretty drunk when I watched it. Good, you brought one back. <laughs> We're bringing that back. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> Speaking of notes. Um, good radio. Yeah, it's great radio. Uh, why did she say I didn't poison him? Play it on technicalities just because she literally did poison him. He doesn't have to die for her to have poisoned him. I think poison has to have, sort of by definition, a level of lethality to it. I certainly don't think so. Poison equals amount. So if you poison drink too e- much, wait, 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 wait. Say that sentence poison? again. Poison equals amount? Yes, Mark. So if water you drink, is a poison. If you drink like six bottles of wine at dinner, you poison. You've someone? been poisoned. So you I mean, so you're kind of proving my point, then, Jack. She gave him less than the <clears throat> LD fifty of whatever she gave him. Therefore, it wasn't poison. <laughs> he woke back poison up. Ergo, is a not substance poison. that is capable of causing the illness or death of a living organism when introduced or absorbed. She gave him such a substance. She literally poisoned him. that Jack, has nothing to do with the volume. Yeah, there's a continuum here. If I gave you water, would you accuse me of poisoning you? I do that on a daily basis, okay, Mark. You know that's this. that's fair. You are a very irrational human being, though, so you probably shouldn't be our test case. <laughs> well, so is Jen in this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. They just find this homeless guy who's got a decent little camp set up, but Gary. it also isn't the kind of camp... Where you'd return to every single night. It's Gary. Yeah, it's clearly not like a shantytown level. He's just sitting there. He's literally just sitting on the ground. That is not where he lives. No, but he's there day after day, apparently. Yeah, if you were well, a vagrant... It seems like a decent place to hang out if you're a hobo. It's like, relatively, like, I don't know. You're by your, you're not with a bunch of other hobos, which has to be a plus. You're shielded from a lot of the elements. <laughs> Most likely the wind as well. I don't know. Seems all right. People walk through there and they'll give you money, like she did. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like Gary has it figured out. Yeah, but I mean, people will also walk through there and try and kill you, which she also did. So, I mean, that's a negative. Well, Mark, you got to be a risk taker when you're a vagabond. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You have to be very risk averse if you're a vagrant. Think about it. No. <laughs> what? Think about it. Mark, I am. <laughs> oh god that's fuck. why he liked this movie and we didn't <laughs> oh my god she murders a cat and that scene was fine <laughs> oh shit mark did you watch this your with your wife son. no i i took your advice and specifically told her not to watch would she have lost her shit she honestly the cat scene isn't that bad uh you don't no, really they see put it in a bag yeah. so they don't have to have any effects they just sort of drown it so I don't know. That... Well, they suffocate it because they don't. She like ties it up in a plastic bag before trying to drown it. This kind of the self defeating there. Well, and the lack of us knowing what the hell happens is is pretty indicative of the amount of detail they actually go into in the movie. Yeah, it is. So I mean, yeah, I think she honestly a lot of she would have walked away for that scene. Movie, but she though, fine. she clearly has a 
kill cat fetish. Yep. I think she just has she's a had killing for some fetish. Time. A kill well, stuff fetish. But it's always been cat. Yeah, because... Yeah, she killed a cat those, when she was a Those kid. budding young sociopaths have to do something. They have to start somewhere. And she, she does have that cats. whole monologue about, like, terminal cat velocity falling out of buildings. I loved that shit. That was my favorite scene in the movie, because that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, so... You just take It's cats. a pretty charming well, movie. <laughs> Mark, it is not a charming movie. <laughs> that was a funny scene, though. To give credit where it's yeah, that, due, I thought that that, that was, was funny. funny and apparently, scene. that was, like, that's natural. Like, so... Jennifer and Farhang, those are their actual names. And I guess that whole scene was like her and her real mother, and her mother was not told what was going to happen, so it was totally off the cuff, which is pretty cool. They just started filming, and she was doing whatever she was doing, and her mom was left to be like, okay. I like that. That's a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It'd be a little Um, bit weirder if it weren't like literally an episode of, of Freakonomics Radio. Like NPR has done that story multiple times, which makes it significantly terminal less cat velocity. If you just introduce that terminal cat velocity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they talk about it all the goddamn time. There was a phase there when it was on like every single uh, like podcast that they put out. Yeah, it was an episode of Radio Lab too. Yeah, damn, people love probably that. Invisibilia, but I stopped listening to that almost immediately. Invisibilia is great, man. Hashtag tripod. The first season of Invisibilia was great. Here we go. The second season was horse shit. Here we go. That's good. They're all good. Everything's good. Hashtag tripod. Uh. <laughs> Everything's good. That explains more about you picking this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a naturally positive uh. person, Jack. So, what do you think about the dinner scene? Oh, I was going to go back in time. Oh, okay. What do you got? Walking through a department store with... What I'm assuming is still at this point, even though it's not the 80s camera, a relatively large camera, filming yourselves with all matter of different destructive mechanisms, probably going to pop someone's radar. They're going to be like, I don't know if I'm chill with this. Like, what are these folks doing? And you're going to be all over any sort of surveillance. So, yeah. yeah. They were clearly not worried about getting caught, no. which is weird for how apprehensive Farhang was. That's Although- what I'm going to say. He is like... For how sketched out he is by this whole situation yeah. as it develops, he was not nearly worried enough at the start. Like, he had his right. critical mass for dealing with this bullshit of Jennifer's was far too high for the type of character that he <laughs> and was. And it kind of seemed like he only got put over the edge because he had a long day at work and had his performance review. Yeah. And was well, in no mood for this shit tonight. <laughs> Which we've all been there. You have a long Those day at performance reviews, man. Jake, to your first point, that the store employees would notice, a mutual friend of ours has been in a construction store. What do you call it? Hardware store. That's a thing. Um, construction store. When, and, and an employee walked up to him and said, what are you looking for? And he said, I need zip ties big enough to bind people's hands. Oh, I know who this mutual friend is. I was going to ask. <laughs> well, I don't need to now. <laughs> and while put off, the employee told him where they were. Well, and that was the end. Yeah, of the I, I mean, I feel like you guys time. are vastly overestimating the competency of the surveillance state here. No, I, not I'm not. This is what I'm saying. I, I, don't, I don't see that as being an issue at all. Care. Until people start disappearing, right? If he had kidnapped somebody, actually, he I don't know if that even matters, had, dude. Like I said, I watched Cropsy this week, and the fucking ineptitude of that shit—that's like twenty years of shit that just right, eh. right, right. So you're saying something is what Jacob Wetterling in Minnesota? <laughs> yeah. You're saying if some random dentist disappears 
They're like, mm, we better go ask Home Depot if they have any suspicious footage. Yes. Mark, haven't you ever watched the first 48? It's God. all little things, man, and they're sloppy. <laughs> uh, it adds up. She follows, she follows the rich douchebag so close for so long. Yeah, so do you guys ever do that when you're in your car and you're trying to figure out if people are following you? Tail people? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't tail people. Just like you play... Stalk people and park awkwardly outside of their house <laughs> yeah, exactly. with the lights still on in your yeah, car? Yeah, and you see how long it takes them to notice, and then you walk up there and you tase them. And then you inject cleaning fluid into their neck. <laughs> Speaking of which, on their sloppiness, after they kill... Homeless guy's name? What's his name? Gary. Gary. Gary, Force after they kill Gary, when they're burying his body parts in the woods, they park the car. Farhang leaves the lights on in the car for oh, like yeah. seven straight minutes while he's burying this corpse. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's ridiculous. Freeze frame there. How do you guys think the digging scene in this movie stacks up against the digging scene in Pet Cemetery? That's such a strange thing. <laughs> the literal That's such digging? such a strange question. The literal asked. digging. <laughs> I just it just strikes me that they were actually able to dig a hole and it didn't take them like four days like it did in Pet Cemetery. Mark, what? Indian burial ground yes. is hard. <laughs> it's, it's full of fossils. <laughs> so they should have just dug it up in like the middle of the woods. I get what you're saying. That's that's smart analysis, Jake. Or at least turned the car light off. They should have done something. Jake, are you? But they Jack, do. What exactly fucking... are you worried about with the car lights? Are you worried about running out of battery, or are you worrying about someone seeing you? Yes. I'm not worried about running out of battery. You stupid idiot. I'm worried about everything. <laughs> They're so cavalier about everything. Yeah. They're like, we're gonna come to this secluded place, not pull that far off the road. It didn't look like, but then just leave the car lights on while we're doing this. So I feel like by the time they reach that point in the movie, after they've killed Gary, Suri, Gary. And they're burying his body parts. We've we've crossed the line at which the question starts being asked, why are you filming this right now when you should be doing X, Y, or Z? Yeah. Well, like, no, I also no, 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 because the one who's so much. universally yeah, yeah, yeah. filming at that point is the girl, Jennifer. Yeah, but he's still like, help me bury this body when you get the fuck out of here. It started when they were, he was like hacking the body up and he was like, why yeah. are you not helping? Why are you filming? All right. Credit where credit's due, the scene where they cut off his hand is Pretty fucking good. awesome Pretty good. and brutal and looked incredible. So yeah, we, we did glaze right over that. This is a low-budget movie. Uh, there is a budget for every movie. Budget said this movie's budget is low. How do you like that analysis? Yeah. But Same they budget used time. pretty much... I'm betting they used quite a bit for that scene, that sequence of the movie. And it all yeah. looked pretty good. It looked really good. Pretty gnarly. Yeah, I thought that was very. The effective. blood looked pretty good. Yep, like that. Blood, and I, like the, the acting blood in that scene was good too. She was bathtub alone. Was yeah. tremendous. That's what blood looks like. I have bloody noses in the shower. Fucking looks like that. It's crazy. <laughs> you do yeah, too much. She, blow, she man. was the acting in that scene was also good um, because she was appropriately like creepy and like we need to do this, but like laughing and giggling. He was grossed out and it's like, well, we fucking did this. Now shut the hell up. Let's cut this thing to pieces. I don't think the actors were particularly bad. Their characters were not believable. I yeah, I would say the yeah, actors the were issue. actually very good. Yeah, I think I didn't I like so. Farhang's performance. Um, uh, kind of just maybe it was the direction that he got when just kind of like it felt like he's tired after a long day and exacerbated, and he stuck with that for the rest of the movie. Yeah, well, and it's, it's look what like, happens. <laughs> there's a more complex set of emotions here where 
you married someone and then you found out they were crazy, murderous, psychopath, right? So again, it's you're not just like the frustration. Writing of the character, it's... not the character, not the acting. Right, and and I feel like his acting was just still like it's a long. Yeah, day. that's what I'm I saying. Is I feel like the acting not right now. I, I do feel like he did an yeah. okay job, but you're right. There's a depth to that character that the actor did not realize. It, yeah, and it it wasn't um it wasn't extremely bad like it wasn't actively bad no if this um, is a black or white bad or good i think the acting in this movie was good yes it's definitely and i think the side. effect yeah, especially we'll get to for that. a movie we'll get to all that <laughs> in our acting category. so dinner scene sure what about he it skipped Jack? right past where she poisons him or doesn't poison him according well to we her. talked what about else? it at length because we were talking about whether or not water counts as poison which it does <laughs> it clearly does it does yeah um, but I, I liked the dinner scene. I thought it worked pretty well. I thought I liked Gary getting drunk and being like, you guys are nice and you're my friends and this is a lovely house. Yeah. I very Canadian part. of him. That was, it was, it was a shining beacon of watchability in this movie. He's way too charming to be homeless, frankly. <laughs> like that's the least good, believable yes. part of this movie that he's just that like socially apt and charming and he just lives but on the homeless. Yes. He could just have fallen yeah. on hard times. He might not be actual homeless. He might be like temporarily homeless. Uh, I don't think that happens. He might not be that like absolutely. I don't happens. know, man. He might not be destitute. He could just be like hanging out. He could be doing like one of those whole thirties, but for homelessness. <laughs> Another mutual friend of ours wanted to spend a couple of nights being homeless uh, in between high school and college in the summer, just so he could, you know. Get the whole perspective. Yeah, which, gotta say, in retrospect, one of the worst ideas I've ever heard in my life. And, and yeah. <laughs> just just really bad. Just terrible. <laughs> Moving along from um, that. Yeah, we talked... <laughs> we're... I mean, we're kind of most of the way through this thing. Yeah, okay, well, so they let's, him, let's cut him up. introduce... They bury him poorly. Let's introduce the, the douchebag guy. When she first meets the guy she wanted to yeah, kill, yeah. When she first oh, meets Gary, she some says dude called like runs her a into cunt, her. but he never called her a cunt. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know a little something about that, don't you, Jake? No. <laughs> <laughs> Calls her a see you next Tuesday, uh, and then he just keeps walking. She follows him. So th- why don't they kill him? Uh, because Farhang says that. He, you you got mad at him in a public place. He's too connected. This is supposed to be not personal. It's supposed to be random. Which I guess means killing this super nice dude. Yeah, yeah I guess. Who she also Although Farhang didn't want to kill that guy either. Yeah. Farhang didn't want to kill anyone. <laughs> he just kind of showed up at their house. You gotta kill Every somebody. Every time he was like agitated, she was just like, let's bang here, my boobs. <laughs> She's very manipulative. But I don't get Farhang's fucking character, man. Like, I don't. There have to be so many other fucking six and a halfs in whatever province (laughs) shithole you're living in in Canada that you can go to any of them. Jesus, they're probably into you. You don't need this one. It's love, man. Yeah. Okay. So he's married to this girl. She has. She has. Let's call it a fetish for killing dudes, or hypothetically, from his perspective, killing dudes. Just likes to talk about it. Every time he brings it up, they bang. So he's got positive reinforcement. And then when she actually executes the whole plan of bringing a guy into their house to kill him, he's brought in like 80% of the way through the plan. So he doesn't, he can't like jump in and be like, dude, run, we're trying to kill you. That's going to go very poorly for him. (laughs) I mean, he could. He could, but 
That's all. I mean, I don't think. But then there's what? A, what does he lose? There isn't his wife. There isn't eh. like a control situation. Who he loves there. for some reason. Yeah, that's ridiculous. She's not nearly hot enough to be worth all this. <laughs> that is that is all that is to relationships. Love is not blind, Jack. <laughs> well, he's not that much of a looker either. All that's I'm racist. All I'm saying is, <laughs> if suddenly <laughs> Hannah brought home someone, it was just like, let's kill this guy. You'd immediately just be like, we're divorced. Let's do this thing. We're done. I wouldn't immediately say we're divorced, but I would immediately cut the guy free and say, run the fuck away. They're trying to kill you. Fair enough. That's, that's and a if good that response, led to us getting divorced. That's the appropriate well, that... response that a human being should have. <laughs> wow. It wouldn't just be like, I've tied this man to the chair. You want to help me kill him? Divorce! <laughs> <laughs> Div- I will divorce you. <laughs> Somehow this has I become love the deepest you, episode of A to Z Horcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So then, you know, Farhang wants it all to be done, and she says, no, it's not done. I'm going to go kidnap this douchebag and tie him up in the basement. Well, she doesn't yep. say that. She just does it. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. tell him. She does it on her own with another camera because he he doesn't trust her at this point because she keeps filming. So th- that's what I was getting into. <laughs> like the whole part of the it's movie where it's all about like stop filming, you shouldn't be filming. And there's like 10 Why fucking minutes of film. Why does he care about filming now? There's like 10 minutes of film where it's just him being pissed off that she's filming and her it's saying it's over and him being terrible. like it's not over. And then they bang. And that just sort of I don't keeps think they going bang. until they he bang. breaks the camera. They almost Oh, bang. yeah. They, he acts like he's going to bang her just so he can break the camera. It's infuriating. Why does he care about the camera now? Ugh. It's so far past. Because it's, it's a symbol of like he thought it was a game. Now it's not a game. This is, this is much thing. more believable than you guys are making this out to be. No, it's not. No, Mark. it is not. If no, is, it is not. If he is, no, it's is not. like sketched out by this whole sequence that is proceeded to have happened. If he was like, okay, I'm chill with you being kind of crazy because we bang, but then she actually follows through with it and they kill someone, I guarantee you he's going to try to destroy that evidence real quick. Doesn't do that. Well, that's probably true, yeah. I buy that. Or he actually does, and then it's even stupider that they found this footage because it was on the camera that got destroyed. Dude, he didn't. How do you think footage works? (laughs) Do you think you can just knock a camera off and that destroys the footage? You have to like destroy you the can actual. Destroy a camera and destroy. Dude, he the just footage. knocks he the thing off the off the top of the dresser. Yeah, he should have kicked that fucker in the creek. Like I, there's no <laughs> chance that he he is inconsistent in his believability. I can't harp on that enough. Shockingly, then she kidnaps the the mistress having rich douchebag and the mistress and the mistress. Yeah, kidnaps them both. Why not? Um, Get them both. And then hit the. The struggle over the hammer, the struggle she has with Farhang over the <laughs> hammer is so stupid. Least and believable part of the movie, right there. And then, just based on nothing, she's hit herself in the head hard enough with the hammer to cave her skull in. <laughs> yeah. Hit herself on the head. Like, yeah. yeah. After a non-struggle with Farhang. What a way to end uh, the movie. It's like straight oh out of God. one of those like in daytime infomercials. Like, does this ever happen to you? And then she just hits herself in the head with a hammer. Yeah, she is as good with the hammer as like husbands are in getting chips out of a bag <laughs> in those infomercials. Exactly. Perfect I will analogy. Give credit, I will give credit for that ending up being a Chekhov's hammer sort of situation because that was the one that they called out specifically during the, the fucking hardware store scene where she was like, oh, like I'm strong enough to do this. Right? 
Yeah. And then she was strong enough to cave so. her skull in. Just so. another example <laughs> of perfect, bordering on lyrical screenwriting. I cannot wait for your rating, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another Manic Monday, you know? Yep. Um, <laughs> then yeah. it just sort of ends. <laughs> it, it just ends. It was bookended by Farhang... At the start, his audio, the audio of at that point, you don't know who on a police call. And at the end, after she has killed a woman, mistress, she has killed herself, or she's dying. She's definitely going to die. And there's another guy Somehow. who he then kills. He's he's on the Farhang phone with the cops. Caves his skull in with a hammer. while he's on the yeah. phone with the cops. Yeah, because uh-huh. he can't hear. He's not cops. calling the cops. Yep. He's calling the paramedics. I'm sorry. Well, he's dispatch. he's calling the 911 dispatcher. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't know. It's all the same in Canada. They have like three people that work with that fucking whole system. It's actually nine one two up there. Public service announcement. Jesus Christ! Oh, my God, <laughs> it's so stupid. Then he just sits there and like freaks out for a little bit, and it fades to black. I again, I think that's a fairly believable thing. Aside from just the losing your shit and actually killing somebody, the rest of that is just like <laughs> I feel like that's he, most of I feel it. Like I just don't sit know down how much like, I believe anything you're life. saying, Mark. You you just said that hit her hitting herself in the head with a hammer was the least believable thing ever. Yeah. Which was followed by him caving a man's skull in while he's on the phone with the police because he wouldn't shut up. In a fit but of that's rage. that's pretty believable? When you shove them together and somehow it's more believable than the sum of its parts? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I saw Reviewed. it and it was obviously filmed by someone, so it happened. So, believable. Done. <laughs> Checkmate. QED, bitch. Someone found this footage. Yeah. That's that's what takes us full circle. This is found footage. Literally, they found it. Fucking okay. We've reviewed this thing. We've reviewed it. <laughs> yeah, let's rate this thing. Just another manic Monday. Wish it was Sunday. That's my we over at AZ Horror use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Lieutenant Daniel Caffey would rate the intelligence of the people he plans to take advice from. Thank you for playing, should we? Or should we not? Follow the advice of the galactically stupid! And for ten, think of how John Cherry would rate Jared Spurgeon's goal. But anyway, Jared Spurgeon, can we see the Jared Spurgeon Jared Spurgeon, go of the week, watch here? this here, boy, watch this here, kid. This is, put it in, watch it, it's it out, it's way that go, he plays baseball. Watch this here, go of the week, way that go. And listen, they need all the help they can get. And way to go, Jared Boy. Put it in there. We got it in. We got it in. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Mark, this was your bullshit movie. You rate it for story. Do it. And you, I swear to God, Mark. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's a five. Uh, this is right down the middle. I, I think we've kind of fleshed this out throughout the whole podcast. I personally think that... The story is believable, but it requires a lot of work on the viewer to kind of make the the lost connections there. I think there is the possibility for this couple to exist. And I do think that, like, for the most part, the reactions are believable, assuming, like, the people who got into that relationship in the first place probably have those reactions. I don't think they're necessarily the appropriate or rational reactions to the things that are going on. But if you're in that relationship in the first place, you're probably not behaving appropriately or rationally. So I, I don't think it's as as fault-worthy as what you guys are saying. I just think it's not really fully fleshed out. There's a lot of character development here that probably needs to occur 
in order to like actually connect to any of these people. Uh, the other thing is there's a pretty large plot hole where she talks about how fucking heavy people are. And then she later in the movie, she miraculously teleports to <laughs> unconscious people from was, their house. I was going to bring this into up. her house. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, there's plenty of plot holes. It's not wholly unbelievable, but it's not like it's a bad story. The concept is okay. And we'll get into this in a minute, but the delivery mechanism is also okay. So it's just kind of right down the middle story-wise. Well, I gave it a four, and I think it's a pretty generous four. Mark, that was less stupid than I was expecting from you. Um, I I agree with you that the concept overall, the story is pretty good, right? This deeply in love couple, then she's into something and he goes along with it just so he can stay with her and then gets in over his head and then she wants to continue going with it. Like, I I get it. I kind of like that story. That's uh, that's kind of interesting. I don't think it's executed particularly well. There's a lot of issues with the plot that we went into in depth and several we didn't go into at all that we should have, but this thing's already fucking long enough. So I gave it a four. It's not the worst story, but it's not good. Jake? I gave it a four as well. Uh, pretty much the same reasons you guys have already mentioned. I'll just add, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying, Mark, but at the same time, Farhang... As a character, like, I don't care what your relationship is like. If you're not down with doing certain things, you're not down with doing certain things. And I don't think that there's a believable character in the world. I don't think there's a way you could wrap a story around the way he behaves that would make sense or yeah. that I'd be satisfied with. So, right. That's why it's a little lower to four. So you wholly disagree cool. with my analysis and you're dinging it a single point. Uh, no, I said I agreed with most of what you said, except for that. Okay. If Fair you enough. listen. <laughs> great i never listen no <laughs> world building and immersion is up next mark what's your world building and immersion score? you know i think i'd like to go last on this no i don't oh <laughs> motherfucker what's your world building and immersion score jack, mark? no jack let him let him have his bit okay this is a two on world building <laughs> immersion. it's oh my god <laughs> he loves it he's so satisfied you're fine. It's not as low as it could possibly be, but it's damn near it. Um, okay. All of the interactions are not believable to me. The That 10-minute sequence of them arguing about continuing to film is infuriating. The homeless dude is just... It's all... I can't. It's None of it's immersive. It's all terrible. Wow. Uh, the pacing is, is off. I, I was not engrossed in this movie whatsoever. You were in a bad place whatsoever. when we wrote this. No. No, I wasn't. I just watched it. That attention. put you in a bad place, though, is what I'm saying. That did put... That's true. I was in a bad place after I watched this, yeah. <laughs> Jake, how about you? What's your world-building and immersion score? Um, so, I gave it a two and a half, because I wanted to be different <laughs> from you. I I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I think that if I were to bump it up a little bit, it would be because there was some redeeming humor in the movie that brought me back in a little bit. I did like Gary's character and I thought that the acting was pretty good, but everything else was so bad that I couldn't, I couldn't stay with it. I did like the terminal cat velocity. I did like Gary getting drunk, uh, but it was not nearly enough. Like that's a small tilt up. Not enough to like, that's like a half point tilt, right? Yeah. Right. Two and a half. Mark, what is before you fucking give me your Jesus score? Christ, Mark. You are on record as saying that with found footage there is a minimum score for immersion that you can give. I don't know what that minimum score was. 
Never mind then. Go ahead and give me your bullshit. <laughs> and this is going to be above the minimum score anyway. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, it's... Uh, I give this a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. What? Oh my you god. You are an idiot. <laughs> Explain. This is... This is a surprisingly immersive movie. If you go in not wanting to be immersed, you will not be immersed. That's true of most movies, but I feel like it's particularly true here. <laughs> Define what that means. What does that look like? I Well, I feel like this movie engenders a, a very specific response in people that as soon as you realize what's going on, you look for faults instead of looking for what it does right. Why? No, 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 no. A good movie sucks me in and makes me ignore the faults because I'm engrossed in what it's doing right. No, no, no. He, but he's saying this is predisposed to making you do that, and I want to know why. Because it's... Because it's not a good movie. <laughs> I would say it's because it's a it's a small movie with a subject matter that doesn't particularly appeal to any of us in the torture, gore, splatter category. Uh, and they're Canadian, so... Yeah, There's fuck that. that. You're right. Fuck the Canadian. That's actually the only part you've said all night that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so the acting in this movie, like we've talked about, is definitely on the better side of things. I, I would go outright good. Like I said there, I think there's a, a little bit of fleshing out to Farhang's character that probably could stand to be developed a little bit better. But honestly, acting is fine. So that doesn't take you out. The only thing that can really take you out is if you focus too heavily on what you would do in that situation. And I don't really think that's the appropriate response because these people... That's not what takes ...are me clearly out. not <laughs> rational beings. Part of this is upwardly adjusting for the found footage aspect. And I have some thoughts on, on the theory of found footage as far as we've talked about, like, you know, who found this footage. The fact that this is all edited and put together for a movie does not bother me whatsoever. This is just a means of, like, I'm a gremlin that lives in the camera and I'm watching them live their lives. That's that's fine. I'm like the fly-on-the-wall documentarian. That doesn't take me out at all. So, actually, all the pieces come together. This is a pretty immersive movie as long as you're willing to suspend the disbelief of one of these two people would probably be going to the police at one point. Well, Farhang specifically. But aside from I, that, there's not nothing, there's no like gave it gaping score, plot holes. Given that, I'm not surprised you gave it that score, given that often throughout the thing, you said this was surprisingly believable, even though you had just prior listed off three not believable things about the seed. I'm not saying there aren't any plot holes. I'm not giving it a perfect 10. I mean, there are execution <laughs> problems, but... They're they're we we've faulted better movies for much for much wait I don't know what I'm saying we've faulted <laughs> clearly we faulted better movies for much less so to fault right. this movie for wait we faulted better movies for less we faulted, because I don't words are hard we faulted I'm giving this a ton of credit we faulted in the two better I gave movies it. for for doing more than this because we feel like we need to not I just feel like you're. You're letting all your your overall <laughs> rating of the movie bleed into all the other categories. I actually feel like immersion is the high point of this thing. Are you? It's definitely not. No, for the record. Well, because effects also exists, but <laughs> okay, that's unbelievable. Can we get that's on just, to scare factor, just please? True. Yeah, let's go on. 
Mark, rate it for scare factor. You guys are, I mean, no matter what argument I made, you would not allow me to have this, so whatever. Scare, I gave it a four. <laughs> are you going to talk about it or no? <laughs> it's not, you really lost the ability to form complete sentences, <laughs> it's huh? Just not, it's not particularly scary. It's kind of creepy to think about the fact that, like, your neighbors could be plotting to kill some random hobo, bring him back, chop him up in their bathtub, and then bury him in the woods. But it's, Would you like to talk more about the quantity either higher or lower of scare factor that better movies have done for which we've either given it a higher or lower rating. We have faulted other movies for an equivalent amount. Different things. (laughs) That was, that was an ill-advised venture on my part. I'm willing to admit that. now. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. I gave, I gave it a three for scare factor. Um, I think, I get what you're saying with the four, Mark. I think this is, I could see myself like, you know, I'm, I'm in a deeply devoted relationship with a woman whom I love. And if she came to me and said, like, I want to do something, um, I'd be like, well, okay, uh, maybe I'll give it a shot and then get it in over my head. Glass of wine might help though. Um, poison. Uh, poison that's weird. That was a joke about pegging. Um, (laughs) anyway, I gave it a three. Jake, you, (laughs) You know what, guys? <laughs> I gave it a three and a half. Just fuck <laughs> both of you. <laughs> well, it's good we're on a 20-point scale. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying to give half points <laughs> more frequently now that Jack got all it's kerfuffled. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. Absolutely. Do you want me to drop the guy it? Who's Do you want me to drop it a number to a of zeros on the 1 to 10 scale? <laughs> Do you want me to rate it a 3.25? Because I swear to God I will. Jesus Christ, Jake. Well, it's it's All it, right, we're Mark. one day removed from Pi Day. Why not give it a 3.14159? Okay, Mark, give it your other of its great virtues effect score. The other thing. Or judicious lack thereof. Or oh. judicious lack thereof. That actually ties into one last thing I wanted to say because you guys cut me off on the scare factor. I gave it a, a, a little bit extra because <laughs> of the gore that's involved. Okay. Uh, they do some work there. In any case, uh, that takes us to effects. The gore looks pretty good. I uh, Look, I gave it a six. It's mostly judicious lack thereof. There's the one scene in the bathtub that looks good for the budget, but like if I saw that in a blockbuster movie, I'd be pissed. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't look <laughs> it looks relatively good, but not absolutely good. Is what I'll say. That's interesting. I disagree with that. I think it looks actively good. Yeah. I thought the bathtub scene looked actively good. The because they're, they not showing, they're not showing you enough. Well, the scene with the hand, yes. Well, the wrist or wherever they cut. Yeah. And then yeah. the rest of it, they aren't showing enough. to. It's off camera just enough. Yeah. 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 So I gave it a seven for effects. I thought the effects were one of the strongest parts of the movie. They did a really good job recognizing their limitations. Like even the shit with the cat. They put it in a bag, which, I mean, doesn't make a little sense if you're trying to drown it in a sink, but they put it in a bag so they, because they didn't have the budget to, like, you know, do it however you'd do that if you had more money. Mm. Um, I gave it a seven. I thought they did a really good job using their budget where it mattered and not using it, but effectively so where it, they couldn't. Fair enough. Jake. Yeah. No, I, again, am in agreement with Jack. It's kind of been a long time coming with this one we've known this is going to happen i also gave this a seven for really the same reasons uh i thought this did a really good job with whatever that low budget was it used it sparingly uh by necessity but when it did it it did it correctly and i i thought it looked pretty good so you're 
There is one thing I'd like right, to know Mark. here. I'm 99% certain that if you inject cleaning fluid into someone's neck, they don't foam at the mouth. That's one of those, that's yeah, one that, of those horror that tropes was a that's thing. like if you get shot or stabbed in any way, you, you vomit blood. And that's not really how that works at all. I think she would have been vastly better served by just injecting air into her neck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, overall, Mark. Overall, I gave it a 10. This is uh, this is the perfect movie. Yeah, you're sick of this joke. Yeah. I can tell. I gave it a four and a half. Um, this what? C- I gave it a four and one half. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are like, you kidding me? Jake's going to have given it the highest score. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Jake's, Jake's gonna have to explain why we gotta watch it with our buddies. <laughs> All right, Mark, why'd you give it a four and a half? I'm adjusting this downward a little bit. Um, look, this should probably be a little bit higher based off of what it is, like in my other nope. categories. It's not a poorly made movie, and I've actually I've, like people seem to like it. It's not particularly hard to watch either. <laughs> Uh, I think reading Reddit has scrambled your brains. Maybe a little bit, but I mean, do you? I mean, do you honestly discount other people's opinions that just think that this is actually an okay movie? I think it's no, fine I'll for people. I can actually tried see to the avenue to where people see this as a good movie, not a good. Movie, I tried like to listen to yours, Mark, and then you gave it a four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's lower than average, I, and and that's primarily because for of the subject matter for me, like. I can't really come up with a situation where I'd want to rewatch this again, which makes it worse than average. And I would really only recommend it if someone were into the realm of torture movies, which certainly exists within horror stuff. I mean, there's a reason oh, why Eli Roth exists. But I'm a bigger torture fan than you think I am. Also. But this is not that. That's a strange. Like, this doesn't really scrape that. That does. This does not scratch a torture itch. No, it doesn't yeah. at all. They've already killed the guy when they start doing that to him. Yeah, there's well, a certain amount of dismemberment that kind of factors in there. I, I That's more of just like, yeah, I don't know. That is like, it is visceral, believable, just kind of gut punch gore. Because it's done in such a grisly way. Yeah, I guess, I guess my point is, and this didn't really come out as we talked about it, uh, but it came out more as I was kind of writing it up. I just think the movie lacks a general sense of purpose. And that would have, sure. and, and as like as a whole, that means that the the whole is worse than the sum of its parts. So I think that I, I see what you're saying. I the, I do think this movie's biggest failings are in its directing. Is it its directing or its writing? I think it's 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 both, but okay. I think it's the directing largely. Uh, I think this could have been go more for salvaged. writing. I I know you had some qualms with some of the cuts, but I'm gonna that's it's found footage, so I kind of like eh, throw that all out the fucking window, and I'm just gonna go down to writing. It's hard yeah. to talk about directing in terms of fucking found footage, dude. Yeah, it really Mark, is. That's let me ask what you this. Say. No, no, but there's more to directing than just what shots oh, appear I know, on screen. I know, but it's it it in found footage, it still becomes much harder. Sure, sure. I just feel like Farhang was a good enough actor to have made this a much better movie. Mm. Quick, quick shout out to the directors Nick McNulty and Brian Allen Stewart. <clears throat> we, I don't think we've mentioned them yet. So, <laughs> I. I'm sure you nailed their names, though. <laughs> Mick Anolte. Wait. Mick Anolte. Nick oh, okay. Mick Anolte. You didn't say Nick Nolte? His name is Nick Mick Anolte. Nailed it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mark, let me ask you this. 
you talked about the taking of Deborah Logan as a movie you genuinely enjoyed. Yeah, what? And you gave that a five. Hmm. Uh, Is this within a half point of the taking of Deborah Logan? Is this almost equivalent to the taking of Deborah Logan in terms of overall quality? Yeah, I think it is. I I, I do think I actually got that right. This is a half step well, worse I than taking agree Deborah with you Logan. about that. That's that's one place in which I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, but what did you give the taking of Deborah Logan? A two. <laughs> so what did you give this? <laughs> a three. Okay, that's a point. That's so a you like this more this than taking actively. Deborah Logan. I did. This did. I enjoyed this experience more. I was less red-faced and throbbing veins screaming at the screen than I was with the taking of Deborah Logan. That's weird. That's hmm. a weird thing. This was overall a better movie. Okay. But not by much. Okay. And it wasn't good. Well. Three. Jake. Um, so, Mark giving this a four and a half <laughs> is... So, my numbers, Jack... Overall is my worst off. score on this, just for the record. You ready to be pissed off? My numbers <laughs> yeah. say that this movie gets a 4.25. However, I'm going to tilt it down to a 4 <laughs> because I just didn't love the viewing experience, and that's what the overall category is for. That means that go. I gave this the same score as the taking of Deborah Logan for the record, 4. That's fair. <laughs> I honestly think, like, depending, stripping the subgenre away... The two movies are highly comparable as far as like overall quality goes, so that makes sense. Well, I think yeah. that's I think that, that sings more of this one's praises than Deborah Logan because Deborah Logan was supposed to be more of a thing than this. <laughs> this is yeah. a, a Mark, little engine that could, by comparison, Mark, uh, you did give it the highest score because thank God I I docked it a little bit more than you. <laughs> you have to tell us why. Fittingly, you you should as a viewer. Get with your buddies, grab some beers, and watch this particular horror movie. I I have a suspicion that Jake downwardly corrected his score to... Well, it's not <laughs> to, a suspicion because I said I downwardly correct this. <laughs> However. To dodge out of his... To abdicate his responsibilities in this matter. Uh, even my numbers said it was lower tough. than you, bud. This, uh, this isn't a terrible movie, as I've said. Like, there, there's a good following for it online. It's, it's been relatively well received. I like well how he keeps going to that. And honestly, people like, online Mark, like it. you just like movies that people talk about in positive terms, I think. You're just a sheep. There's a, well, okay, so if you're watching with the, with this with a group of people, and previous groups of people have referred to the fact that they <laughs> like it, then statistically speaking... As groups? <laughs> Were they like, oh, yeah, that got so hard when they cut his arm off. <laughs> Look, this is going to go over really yeah, well at very specific types of parties. What uh, are those parties? <laughs> no, yeah. That's not up to me. That's not up to me. That's up to our listener. Okay? Okay. Okay, fine. You you defended it, Mark. You fucking <laughs> unbelievable, eloquent motherfucker. <laughs> I'm so bad at this game. Jack, what did you give it? <laughs> What did you? You gave it lower, right? You gave it a three. Yeah, I gave it a three. What? What? Why should you not watch this with your buddies and not drink beers with your buddies together? Because those even two if you're together, the, because you hate fun. Even if you're the kind of maniac who likes this movie, the Marcus, you're not going to like it. This is not a movie to watch with other people. This yeah. is a very. I mean, apart from just being a bad movie, it's poorly paced. <laughs> you're not screaming at the screen. You're not getting into it together. Like, this is not a movie to watch in a group. One, I wouldn't recommend it as a movie to watch, but certainly not as a movie to watch in a group while drinking with your buddies. Um, but before we get all the way out of here, 
Speaking of drinking and watching this movie, uh, I do have one little uh, item of business to attend to here. What a segue. I'm going through my notes here. (laughs) And there's a few of these that I find very confusing. As I mentioned earlier, I got pretty loaded when I watched this movie. Yeah. Um, And uh, one note. I took notes on my phone here because I watched this on the big TV. Uh, I think I figured part of it out, but I still don't know what it means overall. Okay, Jack's my unintelligible says, quote of the week says, Yeah. Can it wait for shitless Santa Claus? Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be shirtless Santa Claus. <laughs> I remember that's supposed to be shirtless Santa Claus, but I don't know what that means either. Did you think? So either way, it's unintelligible. Did you think Gary was Santa? Maybe. I don't know. But he never took his shirt off. I do. I I have a distinct memory of that. That should be shirtless Santa Claus. But I don't know why. So, listener, if you know why I wrote this in my notes, help me out here. They won't. It's pretty obvious that Farhang Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, racist. Let's get the fuck out of here. Somehow, this was episode 30 of the A to Z Horrorcast. So thank you, Mark, for making that milestone a real shitter. <laughs> and honestly, we're at episode 30, so you guys know the drill by now. Uh, this is the A to Z Horrorcast. To see everything we have going on, head over to a to z horror.com. Or, if you'd rather, send us an email. Head over to Twitter. Hang out with us on the Horror Amino app. Really, whatever you want. All those links are down in the Somebody description below. Somebody fucking talk to us. We're highly available. Or don't. Do what you want. That's why we're in America, guys. This is brought to you by the Phantom Podcast Network. A lot of good stuff going on over there, so check them out or head over to downrightcreepy.com. And the music you've been hearing today is coming at you from space, as always. That's space without BA. And next week, we are going to be getting into a movie that I, I think, with some level of certainty, is better than this one. We're going to be checking out what is considered by many to be a classic, and that is The Sixth Sense. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everyone. Your pants are warm? Why are your pants warm?